Hello, my lovelies, and welcome back to Listen Closely. I am your host, Bobby, and again, we are graced by his presence. Hey, what's going on, guys? My husband, John. <laughs> and I am very excited to do this one with him because he is like a music buff. If you don't know him, I mean, obviously, he runs a media company, but like, he's always been a singer. Yeah. So he knows all kinds of music, and I was kind of real quickly just briefing him on like, I'm going to be talking about the music or like something that the music is inspired by and he's like what are you talking about i was like oh my gosh we got to do this right now because i'm super excited yeah i know the song but i don't know anything that she's about to say never heard of this she was like you don't know the story behind it? i was like no yeah like i'm really amazed <laughs> like him the music buff does not know this and if you didn't know like now you will like that's just now you know you know if you know you so know? first off can we tell them what song we're referring to yes so <laughs> who it's sung by we are talking about The Way by Fastball. It was Correct. a 19, uh, somewhere in the 1990s, I believe, that this song came out. If you haven't heard it, go to YouTube, listen to the song. I would play it, but because of copyright and all that, I can't play it right now. I mean, maybe if I like really quietly do it in the background. It was released in 1998. So, I mean, if you can kind of hear it behind me. You can, like, if you've heard it, you're like, oh, okay, that song. So that is the one that we're talking about. Go listen to it. And let's talk about what inspired him to write that. And I'm really shocked that you don't know this. I do not. So if you don't know, the person that wrote that was from Texas. And Fastball themselves are from Texas. They're from Austin. Right. They are an Austin band. And the story behind The Way is of a Salado couple and their tragic story. Okay. And... Their names were Raymond and Layla Howard. Uh, Raymond was 88 years old and uh, Layla was 83 years old. So they were an older couple, loved each other, you know, normal stuff. But it was a tradition for them to go to the Pioneer Day in Temple. Okay. I mean, that was just like a yearly thing that they went and they did. They knew that they were going because they went every year. However, both of them had recently had some health issues. Raymond, again, being 88, had recently had brain surgery, and Layla, 83, was showing early signs of memory loss of Alzheimer's. So, you know, one of their children said, you know what, let me drive you there and, you know, make sure that you get there okay." okay. But they said, no, let's not do that. You know, we've always done it by ourselves. Every year, this is a tradition. We're going. We're going to drive ourselves. And, you know, reluctantly, the child did agree. He said, okay, that's fine. Just let me know that you made it. And again, this is the 1990s that all this happened. So there were no like cell phones like we have today or, you know, GPS and stuff like that. So they took off on Saturday, June 29th, 1997, and then they went. Mm. A little bit later on, they did not, you know, hear anything from them. Time had passed. They still didn't. It says uh, 13 days after the Howards went missing. Right. So that's... So Almost they, two weeks. Right. They did not hear anything. You know, yeah. the police were called. They were searching everywhere right. trying to find them. They usually would stay there about three, and then when it got to five and they weren't home that day, they were like, okay, something's going on. And then it was eight, and they still weren't home. And that's when they started to get the police involved, and they started to get the TV stations involved and, you know, trying to figure it out. Right. Uh, they drove to local places like Walmart. They drove to coffee places like they're more frequent like we know we they're there and there were no signs of them their disappearance had actually gained widespread media Hmm. so it wasn't just so long as you know just their local salado i mean because they were traveling to temple which was only supposed to be like a 15 minute drive right 
they garnered, you know, Austin and Dallas. And, you know, they're starting to get more and more attention. So the crazy thing is, you know, a cop came forward and said that he pulled them over. But it was a cop in Arkansas. Oh. Hundreds of miles from Salado. And he said he had stopped them because the Howards were driving without their lights on. Okay. Cop flicked on the headlights on the couple and then let them go with a warning. And then they said that they were just trying to get back to Texas. So the cop gave him directions. That's, yeah. You know, mm. just, he didn't know that they were missing at the time because it's Arkansas. First off, if somebody's missing all the way in Austin, I mean, I don't know how that cop would know. I mean, yeah, they know, but you wouldn't think they would get that far. Man, that's crazy. They did, uh, they did make it to Arkansas, got that's... stopped by the cops. Cops had no way of knowing that they were missing and let them go. That's crazy. Like, to me, I just think that. You know, if I'm a cop and, and I see this older couple driving without their lights on, I'm going to stop them and maybe talk to them just a little bit more. Like, just. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, if it's just an older couple, you, you don't know. That's true, I guess. I mean, it's just a sweet old couple. And he wasn't the only one. Not long after that, they were pulled over again by another officer for having their high beams on. Oh, wow. And again, they were let off with a warning and let go. So a few more days later, the couple was seen at a farmer's market in Arkansas, and a massive search was carried out in the region to look for the the couple. It was not known how they had even gotten that far without being found. And, you know, I mean, they were just searching everywhere for them. So I'm curious of, you know, because you said the kids were the ones that were pushing out the search and stuff, trying to get right. find their parents and stuff. Right. I wonder how they got the info from Arkansas. Well, I mean, it was making more and more headlines. Okay. Okay. So it was it was getting out there. Right. It and was so getting out these there. These cops are like, oh, wait, I pulled those people over. Right. Okay. And that's gotcha. when the people were like, oh, wait, we saw them at the farmer's market. Right. Okay. Right. Gotcha. So, I mean, they were just, they were trying to find anything hmm. that they could. Ma'am. Unfortunately, on July 12th, nearly two weeks after they had gone missing, some hikers in an area just outside of Hot Springs, Arkansas, found the missing Oldsmobile of the couple at the bottom of a 20-foot cliff in the area that had already been well-searched by police. Wow. Inside the car was the body of Raymond Howard and 20 feet away, his wife, still clutching her keys and purse having apparently crawled from the wreckage to later then die from her injuries. May they rest in peace. The car was found to have gone hurtling over the edge at a speed of around 50 miles per hour with no skid marks to show that they had even tried to avert their fate. It was a very sad end to the story. You know, their family got to finally get that closure because, you know, when somebody's missing, you don't know. So they did get some closure. I mean, it was a very sad and tragic closure, but they got it. But they still had some questions. I mean, there was plenty of questions and things that just did not make sense. And very weird things in their household. So, for example, the calendar that had been opened up to February, despite the fact that they had left in June. So that started to not add up. Their hearing aids had been left behind. There were also clothes folded up on the bed, presumably for their trip. You know, you fold and lay out your clothes that you're going to take. But they were never actually packed. And this is a big one for me. And you probably know this because I, I overkill it. But their pet cat had also been left without food and water. And that's like one of the main things that you do. Like me, I over feed and over water like i make sure in case there's anything that happens like i give extra amounts of food and water right usually we if we go on a trip we have 
like a food bowl. We give them an extra food bowl and an extra water bowl, and we have somebody check on them. And if that all wasn't adding up enough, the TV and other appliances were unplugged. Now, some might see that as a sign of, you know, you don't want anything to catch fire or anything like that, or in case there's an electrical storm or anything. But it's also just a really weird thing. So, like, they were planning to leave, but then they didn't finish leaving, it almost seems, or they didn't get everything. Yeah. I mean, like, if you forget some clothes, that's one thing. But to forget clothes, not feed the cat, have the calendar on February, even though it was June, like... You don't have your hearing aids. Yeah, you don't have... Like, it's okay to forget one or two things. Everybody does. That's just a trip thing. But to forget that much, and then, you know, like, it wasn't that far away. So they could have easily came back and, you know, attended to these things, grabbed their hearing aids, grabbed what they needed to grab. Like, it was just... It was just not adding up. Right. Like, and and I'll like personally, if we go on a trip, I guarantee you, and my wife knows this, I will forget one thing, and that is either my toothbrush or my uh, ear pods. But no, you will, like always forget a charger. Oh, and a charger. Yes, I will never bring my charger. But these guys are leaving their whole wardrobe. Like they they didn't have clothes. Yeah. Like that's. <laughs> So, of course, the police and everyone just, you know, kind of presumed it to be all signs of their worsening mental deterioration. So, that's what made it so urgent that they found the couple. Well, and it said that he had, you know, brain surgery, but it didn't say why he had brain surgery. Yeah, that I'm not too sure on. And I'm kind of curious because I know that, you know, some people have brain surgery. They they started testing for um, signs of dementia and Alzheimer's. Um, so maybe that's why he had brain surgery. We're not, I'm not sure, but yeah, we I'm, know that she was in the early stages of it. Correct. Right. So, I mean, you're dealing with two people who have, you know, brain trauma and brain injuries. There's, there's room for some weird stuff to happen. You know, dealing, coming from a guy who, who, you know, who has dealt with Alzheimer's in his life, um, with his grandparents, it, it does get a little different. Um, mm-hmm. there's things that you will, you'll notice that they do that they never did before. Right. And so when you're talking about like the TV being unplugged and stuff, that happens. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's, that's what that's part of. So, so again, like I said, during the time, I mean, newspapers were covering this strange disappearance and then eventual findings. And it had captured the attention of the Texas based musician and songwriter, Tony. And I'm going to butcher his last name if you don't say it. Scalzo. There we go. Who first heard about the case in the headlines? He became obsessed, which is, you know, that's a normal thing. I know it sounds weird, but look at recent cases and how obsessed we are with them. We have one that, you know, people are still kind of obsessing over, which is the uh, the Gabby case. And I mean, it's just something we, we all obsess over things. So he just kind of took it and just looked over it. And he was just it was just a very strange tale of two old lovers on a road trip that they did every year. And that's how he ended up crafting his song, The Way, for his band, Fastball. The song was, of course, a smash hit, and it was their first, and it would be it would help them propel themselves and their 1998 second studio album, All the Pain Money Can Buy, into like the stratospheres. Like they were like overnight sensations. And he would later say of the case of the Howards and how it inspired the song. I looked in right away. This story sort of struck me. It was sort of an ongoing story. Still no developments in the case of the missing couple. I just started getting these ideas. Well, maybe they didn't want to be found. Maybe they're just like, they're sick of being responsible and they just want to go out and have fun. I believe that the song in particular, it's a strong song. 
I think it's a strong song musically. It's a strong song in the way it was put together musically and lyrically. I think it's one of the best things I've done. At the same time, I think a lot of its power comes from the story behind it. And I somehow put together this musical piece that was enhanced by the story. And I also believe the story for the family and for the people involved was enhanced by the song. So the song was released one year after the bodies were found as a sort of memorial for the missing couple to immortalize the story. And like you, many people did not know the background of it. I mean, it was just a very romanticized version of this tragedy. And, you know, some people even said that because they had Alzheimer's, maybe, and there, there were no skid marks, you know, maybe they were in a good time. I mean, maybe they were thinking of good things. They were thinking about back when they were young, just freshly married. Yeah. So, and that's, and that's, that's a beautiful sentiment. Like, right. You would only hope that that would be the truth. Exactly. Like, like instead of fear, they just felt happiness and warmth and love. Yeah. Until the very end. Absolutely. So the song definitely immortalized them so that the couple was never forgotten and that they weren't lost to history. And it's a very strange case that, you know, they had just disappeared and for almost two weeks ended up somehow in Arkansas and then were found the way they were. It makes you stop and think for a little bit. And if you know anybody with Alzheimer's or anyone who's even dealing with family members with it. I mean, right. it's it's not to be taken lightly. No, it's not. Yeah. It is very very hard to deal with. Absolutely. And I mean, it, it's a struggle. I mean, I myself have personally dealt with a family member who had it and it hurts, but it's it's still good to be there. It's still good right. to be there for them. It's still good to be with the family members who are dealing with this every day. So, I mean, it it definitely takes a strong person. Yeah, sure does. So, that that's a little history lesson for you on the song that you did not yeah, know. Yeah, I didn't know anything about that. Now I'm going to have to go back and listen to the words. and. Yeah, so like, like, if you actually huh. listen to the words and like actually read the lyrics, then you're like, oh, okay. And it, it, does, it does do a very good memorializing them and giving yeah. them a very romanced, good way to think about it. But yeah, that's just a little, another pop culture, true story case that I kind of stumbled upon. Again, I knew of the story behind that song. Did not know it came from Texas. Did not know it came, I mean, that close. Four hours is still pretty close. So I did not know that that, that happened kind of around the corner. And I'm glad I got to I got to educate John a little bit on some pop culture. Yeah, she knew something about music that I did not know. And that's very rare. <laughs> and if you have anything you'd like to add, or if you have anything that you want to get covered, maybe you know a different song that's inspired by something, or a book or something. I mean, anything. I will take anything. You can email me, htt, listen closely, at gmail.com. Yeah. You can also uh, message me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Reach out to me at HTT Listen Closely. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know what you want me to cover. I'm still looking into the two hospitals that uh, people have kind of directed me towards. I'm looking at different places in and around our area. I'm still doing local stuff, but we might have to start diving into some Louisiana. Yeah. So I'm going to try, and I don't know if I can do it, so just as try, but I'm going to try to see if we can't get a tour through one of those hospitals. Cool. So I happen to know somebody. You know everybody. But <laughs> we're going to see if we can make it work. If yeah. not, so be it. But we're going to try to do that for y'all. Yeah, try and get some more actual video footage of places and things that we do because I know I'm slacking on that. Yeah. We've we've just been busy. Yeah. It's been, I mean, October was very busy for us. 
It's now November. We're starting to, you know, kind of relax a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I can't wait to see what you come up with for Christmas. That's. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Me too. I, I don't know what we're going to do. So if you have any Christmas uh, stories you'd like me to cover, definitely let me know because I'm I'm going to be yeah. trying to figure it out myself. But until next time, always remember to listen closely.